Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. With me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Couldn't be better. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. We've got a big show this week, man. we got a lot of good stuff going on. A lot. We've got, we've got a lot of things to talk, that we decided we want to talk about. Usually we're, we're, we're struggling for ideas to get to, to fill the show, but we've got some good stuff this week. I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for a good one. Yes, we do. And to start it off, of course, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast is brought to you by Training Personally with Peggy Edwards. No matter your level of fitness, if you like to be challenged, if you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the cost of a personal trainer, Training Personally with Peggy Edwards is your gym. Training Personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace, on your time. Peggy Edwards keeps your workouts safe, fresh, fun. You walk in there, Peggy Edwards will greet you within seconds. Let her know that you listen to the Nosebleeds Sports Podcast. Mention the Nosebleeds. You will get your first entire month as a member of that gym for free. That's pretty slick. Your, your enti- entire first month. The entire first month free. If you're thinking about it, you're not sure, visit her at trainingpersonally.com or Training Personally with Peggy Edwards on Facebook. There you go. It's also brought to you by Ohio Mosquito Control. You can catch Ohio Mosquito Control uh, at ohio-mc.com. Uh, they're a fully licensed and insured pest control company specializing in mosquito control. At Ohio Mosquito Control, they offer quality services to the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices. Family owned and operated. They are professional mosquito control service. Uh, you can get a hold of them, ohio-mc.com. Uh, get it for a one-time treatment. You want to get a big plan, big party coming, You they'll come spray one time. Make sure you ain't got no bugs when all the people come over to your house. It's the end of the year, end of the season, uh, but they'll also set up a deal where they come to you pretty regularly. It's like every two or three weeks. I think it's every three weeks uh, next summer, and they'll get you all cleared up, man. The, uh, a bug-free yard, and it doesn't kill the bees, from what I understand. And that's somehow a good thing. I, I, well, I don't the bees are going extinct. because I hate bees. but bees, Like uh, honeybees are going extinct. I, I mean, it seems like seems like there are plenty around me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I hear. I hear the honeybee is going extinct, and we need to do something to keep it around. So, so even though they're killing bugs, they're going to keep those bad guys around. That's good because yes. a guy like me needs that. There you I, go. I'm a I'm a bug magnet. Check them out, Ohio-MC.com. All right, now on that note. We uh, we do a little thing every week during the NFL season where we make our stone cold lock picks for the week. Now remember that we do this on Wednesday, and we do it off the uh, we just take the spread, whatever spread's sitting right on the ESPN app at the time mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So they may not be updated uh, by the time you make your bet on Sunday morning or Saturday night or Monday morning, whenever you're. You're betting on whatever. That may not be the same lines, but we're going to do it and try to give you a little help. We both had a good week last week. Surprisingly, we did. Yeah. Because that was the first week that we did this where I had I didn't remember. We didn't really talk about it ahead of time. Didn't talk about and it at all. On I the spot. It on you. I threw it on you <laughs> on the spot, man. It was, it was, it was definitely thrown on you. So I was I was proud. I went two and one, and so did you. Right. You uh, you had lost the – you took the Jags plus three and a half. 
They got smoked <laughs> by the Chiefs. Uh, Oakland was a pick em game over the Broncos. You took Oakland. That was a good pick. In the Monday nighter, and uh, you had Dallas minus seven and a half, and they won by uh, 18. So, uh, that, wh- how does how Saquon Barkley only get 15 touches for the Giants? I don't know. Because does that he, make any sense? Didn't he rush 11 times for like 120 yards? Yeah, something crazy. But he only touched the ball 15 times. Like that dude. It, That's called efficiency. In No, it's called inefficiency because he <laughs> needs to touch the ball 25 to 30 times a game. It's efficiency for him individually. For him individually inefficient for, for winning. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? They, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. That dude's got to have the ball in his hands way more. Uh I had the my loss was the Jets. I took the Jets minus three. They lost by one to the Bills. What a terrible game! Those are two terrible teams. I never should have taken that. <laughs> Normally, I don't take two terrible teams, and I did it. I did it twice because I took the Cardinals plus two and a half. Got the W on that tie. You did. And the Rams minus two and a half. They won by three. Squeaked that one out over the Panthers. This week. We're going to give you our picks. Adam Schmidt, what do you got, sir? I am taking Kansas City, a seven-point favorite at Oakland. Okay. I am taking Miami to cover the 18 points that they are underdogs to New England. 18-point underdog, huh? Fully knowing that several players from the Miami Dolphins requested trades after their game. How crazy is that? They (laughs) – Talk about like a little baby. Like that just sounds like a little kid. Like, oh, we're not winning. I don't want to play on your team anymore. That is the new culture, my man. That's ridiculous. Go play. Go out there and just play. You know, you signed the contract. Nobody forced you to sign that contract. Right. That used to be – I think that used to be everybody's mentality. Now you see one guy do it and another guy do it and another guy do it. Now everybody thinks they can do it. Well, here's the deal. The superstars are able to do it. Yes. Yes. Even if you're a good player, it doesn't usually work. Superstars, right. yes. And we'll get into one. We'll get into one after this in Antonio Brown. We will. But, uh, yeah, so go ahead. Who else you got? But, but my third game is I'm taking Carolina. Uh, they are at home against Tampa Bay. They are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking them. All right. All right, so that puts it on me. I, uh, once again, have not looked at anything. Um because that, that's just kind of the way I do it. So uh, I'm taking Kansas City, minus seven, uh, over the Oakland Raiders. I'm going to take – who else are we going to do? Let's mess with this Monday night game. Who's wanting to hope? Never mind. Cleveland and <laughs> – I told myself I wouldn't do that. No clue. I'm definitely not touching Cleveland, even against the Jets. Uh, New England, 18 and a half. Miami, man, I don't touch that either. Is it 18 and a half? I've got 18. Oh, I looked earlier tonight. Well, see, you're not up to date, man. You got to look right now. Is it 18 and a half? I'm still taking half. Miami. Oh, you took Miami? Okay. I took Miami to cover that. Oh, you just got an extra half point, so there, there you, go. you go. You're welcome, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Man, I shouldn't have said anything. I didn't even pay attention to who you said you picked, to be honest. I was too busy trying to figure out what I was going to do. You should sing that song from Moana. Uh, what song? You're welcome. You're welcome. I could do that. The Rock. All right. Out of that, uh, Indianapolis, Tennessee. I am going to take do it. Indianapolis plus three. And then I am going to take Seattle plus four and a half over the Steelers. Okay. So there you go. Those are our stone cold lock pipe 
things or what was that old <laughs> how did that go with uh, mike and mike stone, stone, stone cold, cold lead, lead pipe, pipe locks, locks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's our locks for the week uh on the football side of things continuing with the football side of things adam we talked about uh the other day we wanted to talk about antonio brown so antonio brown so well, but when we talked yeah. when we talked about this we wanted to talk about how he forced his way out of Oakland again, and now he's free as a bird, and he's going to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That's kind of we were like, this is a this is what's going. We just talked about it. it's kind of the culture. If you're a superstar, you can do whatever you want. You know, did he did he do it on purpose because he always never wanted to play for Oakland uh, or whatnot? But now we've got way bigger things than that. Forget that. Let's go to the the real thing. the 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 bigger the bigger things at hand here. Which is? Which is Antonio Brown apparently doing all kinds of stuff to some trainer. He Yes, there is a lawsuit filed uh, alleging sexual abuse, sexual misconduct. Um, I know there was at least one count of rape involved yes. in that uh, from a former trainer, like you said. Um, he, I, I believe Antonio Brown has said that he had a relationship with her. But denied all the allegations. Yes. What happens to him now? Well, so there's so many things in this because the NFL has screwed up. They've screwed up, uh, and, and, and it's mostly been domestic domestic violence, but they've screwed that up quite a bit here lately uh, over the past few years. They're, they're constantly doing things that they, you know, more to one guy, less to another, and, and it's always out of hand. So, for this, I think the best thing to do, people were talking about it today, uh, I think the best thing to do is, is is put him on that commissioner's exempt list, figure it out. You know, the guy's been, he's been all over the place lately. So, that I think the best thing to do at this point in time, put him on that exempt list. He's still getting paid. It's just like, you know, you're not saying he's guilty of anything, but these are serious uh, accusations. And there's civil charges. They're they're not criminal charges filed. Civil charges filed. So, you know, uh, the NFL is going to investigate it. I don't know how much they can do investigating wise because they can't they can't force anybody to talk to them. They're, they're they have no law that helps them do anything like that. The woman said she was going to come out. She'd talk to them. She would uh, agree to do it. She apparently confided in somebody in the AB camp uh, a couple years ago about it. Was it 2017 to 18 something? Yeah. And yep. uh, she confided in them. So, but that guy may not, or girl may not. They may not decide they don't want to talk mm-hmm. to the NFL. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to take some time, but they're uh, they're ready for this. Apparently, uh, the NFL has two private investigators or uh, in every market that their teams are located, in case something like this happens. They've got them on retainer, and they can get to them immediately and have have and get the investigation started quick. So I can tell you right now, the investigation's already started, and they're going to figure out what to do. Does it even make sense? I mean, do they do they need to investigate themselves? Isn't that what a what a trial is going to be? Or, or well, it, no, because I, th- I they want to get that out of their game. It's a black eye on their on their sport right now, and if if AB just pays her off. She's seeking damages, money damages. So if he just pays her off and it would go under and be gone. 
and you know he either gets away with it or he pays somebody off who's trying to you know uh, trying to do whatever they're doing we don't know but they yeah i think they want to investigate it and know what really happened if they can and because it's got to stop it's getting it's getting out of hand man it's every year there's three or four guys three or four new guys every year Mm -hmm. and this is this is a guy that has been all over the news for the last few months really going back to last season the way that he left pittsburgh that last week when, you know, he's the whole thing with Roethlisberger back and forth and the media, and then he got all upset. He got he got his feelings hurt and then didn't show up for practice for the last week, <laughs> showed up to the game to play, yeah. was told, no thanks, Sorry, you didn't bro. show up for practice. Yeah, go get your mink and uh, go back to your car. So he just left the game, uh, didn't stick around, and then demanded a trade, requested a trade, whatever, got traded, showed up. Uh, sorry, uh, freeze burned his feet. Yep. Uh, so he couldn't even couldn't go to camp, but then finally did show up at camp in a hot air balloon, and then, uh, and then uh, needed was, a helmet. Helmet. Was was the next. helmet thing. Helmet was next. Yeah. The helmet thing was going on. He's trying to I don't know sue the NFL he and left, stuff over he his left helmet. Camp, left camp because of his helmet one time. Yes, and, and yeah, he and he did that, and I don't think he was dismissed i think he just left. no he did he just left that's yeah. what's part of the fines he had yes. nineteen thousand some odd dollars and in that fines. was the last thing was he he tweet or put on instagram the letter that he got you know about his fines complained about it to in social media yeah. and then and then i guess showed up short you know a day or two later and went after the gm or was he screaming at him right. or whatever the gm, the GM confronted him Okay. At practice, okay. Mike Mayock. So, uh, and apparently Vontez Perfect was the guy who had to yeah. hold them all back. Did you hear that during the game I the other did. day? So uh, that's funny. Anyway, um, the guy's a nutcase. I mean, he just – maybe he's not a nut. Maybe he was doing all this to try to get out of Oakland. Maybe he didn't want to be in Oakland. It, it all seems like things are kind of, you know, coming together. You know, I, how much of all this was just him playing around and – he just wanted to get that money signed, got the trade he wanted, got out of there, did everything. And got, then he gets released, so he's released, right? If you were, if he was, but now he's with. Then he signed he with released, signed with the Patriots. Patriots, right? Who? Right. And know. then the we, next day or two days later, after he signs with the Patriots, and everybody's like, "Holy cow! The Patriots are already the best team in the NFL, maybe." Yep. And they added one of the best players, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, and he would have been eligible. He's eligible to play this week. Yes. He can play this week. Correct. And he's still eligible right now because we still don't know what they're going to do. I, I know, imagine yeah. in the next day, probably tomorrow, we'll find out if they're going to put him on the exemption list or what they're going to do with it. I, I don't know. To me, fine, do your investigation. But really, you can't really make a decision until whatever happens in law happens uh, to me i mean i know they've they've done that before they do their own investigations and decide whatever that's the other thing is like you kind of mentioned what precedent do you use some guys get you know a game suspension some guys get a year suspension yeah. we have no idea what to expect from the no nfl no idea no idea no clue and it's it's gotta i mean it's gotta be hard for them yeah I, you know yeah it's just he's such a mess right now that it's it seems like the best thing to do is to like let him get his life together don't even let him do anything yeah. with football say look 
you're on this exemption list until you can get some help with whatever you need help with because you are so inside your own head right now. Yeah. You are an egomaniac beyond anything we can imagine here. Do something about this. Look right. at what you've done for the last month and figure out what in the world's going on with your life. So uh, it, I guess we're going to see. I mean, hopefully in the next day or two, like I said, after that, I, either he's going to probably win a Super Bowl this year with the Patriots yeah. or he's going to uh, <laughs> not play in the NFL for the rest of the year. It's just nuts, man. It's crazy, and I don't know what to think about it. And and here's the thing. I don't think we need to have takes or, or make a decision. I think the conversation shouldn't right now be what, you know, conversation about Antonio Brown or the woman who's accusing him of doing whatever he did. I think the conversation really is – strictly on the NFL. How how are they going to handle this? And right. and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out cuz for the next few days this could get it could get I don't want to say it could get ugly. It's already ugly. So it could just get worse. Isn't it crazy though that we talk about and and everybody in the media is talking about this and will talk about this for at least the next week about what's going to happen, whether he's going to get suspended or whatever and you were talking about a person that suffered one of the most traumatic things you can suffer yeah. in your life possible. And she is kind of like, she's almost like an afterthought yeah. because he's an NFL player. But that's it? what it is. Crazy. I mean, when, when, it is crazy. And I don't think anybody feels, I mean, it, you know, if that girl's sitting in front of you or, or, or you talk, I mean, that's and if, and also that the, that the act, you know, cause he has, he's denied him. So, accusations at this time is what it is guilty until proven innocent or however that works uh but it's it yeah it when she would if she's sitting there you would feel horrible for her but it's a celebrity it's an nfl player it's one of the best players in the nfl so the talk is going to be about him because there's more uh social aspects on him than there is on her now because if, people know who he is yeah. they don't know who she now is. if he was dating serena williams and serena williams came out and said now it's a whole different story you know mm -hmm. what i mean so it's uh i don't i don't know man i i i'm with you on that you know you go back to you know the guy from from dallas who beat the beat the living crud out of his out of his uh wife uh threatened to kill her and all that and you have all the videos and all you never really hear too much about those women afterwards you know yeah uh, it's, it's all about what happened to him and did, are they going to allow him to play football again and you know all that stuff you don't you don't hear about the one who actually had the worst stuff done to him that is it's just not it isn't right but. and in some cases those guys go on to play more nfl football and make more you know million millions and and yeah well joe a, mixon we got a running back for us joe sure. mixon you know i mean he's he's done everything right since he's been here but but that doesn't erase anything no right? there were people when when before he got drafted we were on the podcast talking. I hope they don't draft Joe Mixon. This is a, this is a guy. Who I don't want that kind of guy on this. It's another black eye for the Bengals to draft a guy like that, and then they draft him, and people were kind of up in arms. And then the kid turns out to be, you know, phenomenal. And he led the AFC in rushing last year, and, and everything's forgiven, yeah, right? And everything's <laughs> forgiven. But now at the Not same forgiven. time, he's done a lot apparently in the community. He's done things in his personal life to. Uh, try to get himself straight and and not be that person, but that doesn't. But it's it's like you said, he leads the league in rushing, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I need a two five jersey. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, 
I don't yeah, know. And look, people do grow up. They do change. They do improve. And they can, you know, people get second chances. And I think it's – and that, that's a good thing. I think people in most cases should get second chances. And, you know, boy, a, a second chance to play a professional sport and yeah. make a ton of money sure. and be comfortable for the rest of your life – is an incredible second chance that most people don't get. But, you know, so they can do that. But at the same time, you know, something like it doesn't feel like Antonio Brown is that kind of guy, at least right now. You know, I, I hopefully he can figure his stuff out. Like I said, I think it's probably the best thing for him to kind of step away from football right now because he can't seem to get along with anybody. He can't seem to just understand that what being on a team means I mean, he he doesn't under he's lost yeah. sight of those things yeah, and, and that dude's so far gone help. it's not even funny he needs some help right now. Uh, so let's let's talk about a team who doesn't have. Well, we did just talk about they do have a they do have a guy <laughs> that made a mistake a that made a mistake like that. But uh, Joe Mixon. What did he do even this? I don't he even know. He punched his girlfriend. Well, no, no, no. I mean this oh. uh, this past weekend. So, so I broke something. Going to the is that, was it his ankle? Joe Mixon broke his ankle. <laughs> I don't think he broke his ankle, but he is. I I I think he's going to be out for week two. Okay, I'm not 100 percent sure. He left the game. Uh, he he came back on the field, but uh, he I believe right now they have him as questionable. Do you remember what quarter that was in that he got hurt? No, I don't. Okay, so but either way, that must be why Andy Dalton threw the ball fifty-one times. Yeah, well, in they, that game, it was give it to Geo or you know throw it. And <laughs> at that point it. in time, the offensive line was doing well, and Andy didn't look terrible. And John mm-hmm. Ross had a terrific game. He dropped a couple balls early, and and he they did what they never do, what they haven't done in the past. Go back. John Ross drops a pass. John Ross sits on a bench. Mm-hmm. John Ross dropped a wide open pass with open pastures in front of him, threw the ball to him the very next play, made a great catch. The defensive back should have picked it off, but he made a great catch uh, jumping on the run, turned up field, and took it to the house. So good for him. I'm excited about this kid, man. This If he if he can catch the ball, this can, kid's going to be he's, – he's quick. He can do some damage with his legs for sure. No doubt. Why is he not returning punts? That's what I – Apparently That's what I was saying. Tro- I, I remember Dave Lapham, uh, the color man, color guy for the Bengals radio, talking one day that uh, apparently he has trouble tracking the ball, like on deep balls, like on deep fades coming over his shoulder. He has trouble tracking the ball on those, and I think that was part of the reason why they tried. They wanted him to to return some punts, but I, I feel like I heard him lap talking about that. So that could be the that reason makes why. sense. But I feel like you can work on that, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people's like depth perception are, is different, and I mean, yeah, but I'm if sure you're they're... if you're a good enough athlete to make plays in the NFL, you can work yourself into being able to catch a punt, right? Maybe I don't know. I if mean, I'm it's... not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's also not the hardest. I mean, if you can run up and down the field, and well, he doesn't drop a lot of balls, but <laughs> you know, he makes spectacular catches all the time—not all the time, but he does make really good catches. And why not? I, I that's with his speed. As long as he catches the ball, I, I mean, he can Evan be Hester. Every other he can be a big speed. weapon, right? Yeah, um, I don't know, but uh, the Bengals. So the Bengals lost twenty-one twenty in their season opener in Seattle. We kind of 
dismiss this game as, oh, that's definitely a loss in Seattle to start the year. I mean, of course. But they were in this game the entire game, basically. Uh, Seattle scored early in the fourth quarter to take the lead, and then the Bengals, I think, kicked the field goal to, to you know, pull within one. Right. And then it, that's the way it ended. But um, they gave it a go. This was a, this was a game we all said they were going to lose. Right. Andre, yep. you, me, we all agreed. And they daggone near pulled that out. If they would have won that game, I already had the tweet ready. I was going to send it to Andre, at Andre Edwards 06, our Bengals insider for LockedOnBengals.com. Uh, I had it ready. I'm changing from 11-5 and five to 12-6, and six. <laughs> or 12-4. <laughs> <and> <laughs> uh, yep, I, I, I'll tell you what, though. I haven't really – I haven't changed my mind about this team, even though they showed better than I expected. We expected them to against Seattle. I'm not changing my mind yet. I want to see, I want to see them play at least four games, you know, to really make an assessment yeah. uh, about this team. So, anyway, that's zero and one. Either way, zero and one to start the season, um, you know. But they do, they they they've got another opportunity. They've got their first uh, home game, their their home opener this week. Yep. So we'll find out. We'll talk about it next week. Should be fun. I got a W for this week, so let's <laughs> let's go, Hootay. Uh, all right, so we're going to change things up here. Adam was telling me about a story. So we don't talk soccer very often on this on this podcast. But we're going to throw a little soccer in right now, and I think it's enjoyable. So if you're getting ready to turn the podcast off because we said soccer, don't because it's not the usual soccer story that you're thinking of. It's not, uh, you know, the, the flames tied the uh, – Oh. T- tied the 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 monarchs on the pitch. This is a little better. I like your foreshadowing with the flames reference. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, but shame on you for calling it. Um, what was your what was your word? Exciting? It wasn't exciting. Uh, fun or something like that. Um, this story is not fun. It's no, not it's exciting. Not exciting. It's not enjoyable. I think, I think was what you said. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's different. Can we say why are you laughing then? <laughs> 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 because it's funny. I think you said it's enjoyable. I don't know. <laughs> what, right. what do we got? Okay. I, wanna, I still haven't heard the story, so I just got a little clip. I didn't. I don't. I have no idea what happened in this story. Let me start by saying, since 1981, women have not been allowed to attend soccer games in stadiums in Iran. Okay, so before 1981, were they allowed to? I'm guessing. I guess so. So they just randomly said no women at they soccer said, games. They said no women. At, Is that like when Saddam Hussein took over or something? That was Iraq. Oh. But yeah. uh, in Iran, they are not allowed. It's uh, some sort of cultural thing, I think, um, or religious thing. But a woman has been for for years now going to games in Iran disguised as a man. Ah, good work. I mean, if you like soccer that much, and she does, she has she she has a nickname uh, around town, Blue Girl. Blue Girl, which is the colors of the of her favorite team that gotcha. she that okay. she supports. Okay. Um. So she's known good as for a her. huge. She should be. She should. She go against. Hey, rage against the machine, man. Go <laughs> go do it. Huge soccer fan. She was caught at a game, arrested, taken to prison, spent three days. Three days in jail for going to a soccer game. Three days in jail for going to a soccer game. She was she was let out because her trial was postponed for a while. She went 
her trial uh, was um, a week, two weeks ago, something like that. She went and uh, found out that actually it was postponed again. Okay. But when she went, she overheard someone saying that she could spend between six months and two years in jail for 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 going to, going a, to soccer a soccer game? game as a woman. Holy because that's, cow! It's not allowed. It's against the law. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. No, never mind. So once she found that out, she went outside the courthouse. Okay. She poured gasoline upon herself. What? She grabbed a pack of matches that she probably got from somebody's wedding on the, as a centerpiece. Struck one. Lit herself on fire. Lit herself on fire in front of the courthouse where her trial would be held uh, and where she could possibly spend six months to two years in jail. And uh, a week later, just in the last couple of days, she passed away from her uh, from her, from her burns. burns. Oh my God! A woman, man, I thought this was going to be way different. <laughs> a woman set burns. herself on fire and died because, basically, because she's not allowed to attend soccer games and she loves soccer that much. I don't even know what to say to that. I thought this was going to be something really funny about a woman who couldn't go to a soccer game. I didn't realize that she <laughs> was that, that she. <laughs> I saw something about fire, and I didn't really pay attention, but I didn't realize she she burned her. Like, there's a lot of ways, man, to to, to go down, to go out, right? Yeah, yeah. Burning yourself, I feel like that's got to be top ten worst. For sure. Most painful? For sure. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Um, but FIFA has has been on Iran for a while now to lift that ban. And they gave FIFA gave Iran a deadline of August 31st to lift that ban. It hasn't been lifted, I don't believe. But uh, so I don't know what happens then. I don't know if they're are women allowed to drive in Iran. I don't know, but I don't think so. I hope not, because if you can't go to a soccer game, there's a whole lot of other <laughs> stuff that I'd rather you not be doing than not go to a soccer game. Like I feel like driving, voting. Uh, you know, talking in public are all things that they are going to ban before they would ban going to a soccer game. There, yeah, I think it's a, a part of religious beliefs, and I don't know, you know, exactly what religion and and what sector of that religion, you know, follows all that stuff. I, I it sounds like a, I think it's mostly an older custom, uh, but it still is practiced by by a lot of people and it's not something that we really understand very much here because sure we're a little bit more progressive than that right um as as, as unprogressive as we are in this country sometimes we are way more progressive than that <laughs> people don't that's a, you know what that's a good point i think people think a lot there, there's a lot of times where in this country you see how uh you, people talk about how uh little progression there's been in certain areas Here's your perfect example right there, buddy. <laughs> We're at least not in last we place. We are definitely not Iran. <laughs> that is for sure. We are not Holy in last. Holy cow. So, uh, Megan Rapino, you yeah. can go to as many soccer games as you want, girl. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be at them because she's playing in them. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, so that's, a you know, in all seriousness. Speaking of bands. horrible, horrible. It is. It's horrible. Horrible story. Speaking of bands. Yes. There's been another ban. There's been a, besides women being banned 
from the uh, from uh, soccer games. That's right. There's been another ban uh, that uh, that's a pretty outlandish ban, if you ask me. In fact, I'm in protest of it as we speak. That's right. If you were an NBA player and you were getting ready for a game, that headband you have on right now, that ninja style headband, yeah, my Karate Kid band, dude. You would not be allowed to wear that it's any ridiculous. longer. Tell me why. What's the reasoning behind this? So a spokesperson for the NBA said the reason that this is not that these ninja style in quotes is what they're calling it. Sure. Headbands are for now banned uh, for the upcoming season because uh, the they're not part of the NBA uniform and they haven't been and that they have not been through the uh, approval process, the league approval process. So because they ha- they are not part of the uniform a and they haven't band? been approved yet. It's a sweat is a is a headband. It's a sweat band, man. What we mean approved? You think they think that people are getting some kind of benefit by by having this? Well, no, but there have been some teams that I've got have less raised... sweat in my eyes than a normal headband. I can tell you that. I doubt that. But <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't wear either one, so maybe you're right. So so for you. Maybe it keeps more sweat out of you than, uh, you know, off out of your eyes than a normal headband. I had to get it for when I work out because sweat drips down my face and I, I, it's horrible mm. because I'm just a fat, sweaty person now. <laughs> I never no. used to sweat. No, when I was younger, man, I never sweat at all. Never, I could run 15 miles and not sweat at all. Now, walk down the steps, down the steps, and I start sweating. <laughs> down, <laughs> up. You don't even want to know. No. <laughs> got to change my shirt. I walk up the steps. <laughs> no, but listen, teams actually, there are some teams that have actually raised concerns about uh, safety. and con- it's, It says safety and consistency of size, length, and how they are tied, which requires a thorough review before consideration of any rule change. They, for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't know. This don't make any sense to me. It, it, maybe it's like the OBJ uh, you know watch, too. You know, like, it, should he be allowed to wear that? It's not really part of the uniform. I feel and, like the Players Association should go on strike. <laughs> go on, no, 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 no. We don't want to strike now. No, no. Threaten a strike because it, just like that poor woman that can't go to a soccer game, there's a lot of guys out there. It's a headband. Are you kidding me? Well, here's the thing. Let me tell you this. We're, uh, go ahead. No, you go, go, go. No, go. No. I went to go buy a headband last year because I was sweating so profusely when I was working out, okay? Pouring off my face. And I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I had to buy this headband because at Dick's Sporting Goods, you can't buy any other type of headband. There's no other headband there. Is that right? I did not want to buy this weird thing that's got ties in the back. I like it now, especially now that they're banning it. I feel like a... I feel like a little bit of a uh, rebel. Rebel would have caused. Sweep the leg, Johnny. That's exactly what I was just going to say is it's more a fashion thing now. Like, it, you know, you started seeing because, you know, guys, Jimmy Butler, uh, there are several guys who, who were wearing them last year that Carl Anthony Towns, Drew Holiday, Montrez Harold, those guys all uh, – wore this wore this headband with the ties kind of hanging off the back and as soon as you saw that you saw them everywhere kids are wearing them 
you know, semi-pro college high school players are wearing these things all the time now. They never thought about wearing a headband like that until they saw an NBA player wearing it. Just like the short shorts thing going on right now is the same way James Harden started wearing short shorts again just yep. to be goofy or different or whatever he is. And and everybody started doing it. Everybody does it now. And I, I feel like this is the same thing. Like, I don't... As soon if Jimmy Butler just wears some different kind of, or if he wears a certain different kind of headband or certain color or whatever, or anybody in the league wears whatever, that thing is going to become popular. And then apparently it's going to happen the same way. If I guess depending on what it is, it's not part of the uniform. It has well, to go through well, the approval process. What about other headbands? They're not part of the uniform or wristbands or sweatbands. Or they must be because nobody they, nobody wears those things because they use them. They wear them for the look. I, I, like Reggie Miller wore his wristband because it, because he wanted to keep the sweat off of his wrist. That was in okay. the '90s. AI but I had the answer. That was he only wore that that uh sleeve whatever because it said the answer on it michael <laughs> always wore the same the same uh you know three in, or four inch five inch however long that thing was wristband at the end towards the end of his career we'll always wore it you think he like there was a re- well with michael jordan there probably was a reason that was the exact spot that he wiped his face with or something yeah i'm sure uh, there was for him but there's a lot of guys that just do this like the sleeves and the 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 tight absolutely. pants if anything that needs to be banned in the NBA and basketball, the pants aren't part of the uniform. Take the pants off. I could wear a headband. Not, you know, what I'm I don't mean take your pants off. I mean, there's no reason for these long tights pants, right? Why are you wearing oh, tights yeah, I gotcha, for I a gotcha. game? Yeah. Why are you doing that? I, I now I do have the I do have uh, when I was playing basketball towards the end, I'd get real bad shin splints, so I had uh, those shin splint sleeves, and they really do help. But come on, man! Why everybody now? Everybody wears the tights. And, it used and, to just be compression shorts. Now it's compression pants or or compression capris. And if you ask anybody why they wear them, they're gonna come up with some reason that's not because it looks cool or because this guy wears them. They're gonna come up with any reason that they can that they can think of on the spot or that they've previously thought of in case they're asked. Yeah as a reason why they wear those things that seems practical, right? In reality, a lot of guys probably do, like you said, those compre- those compression sleeves for, for shin splints. Sure. They're, you know, some of these things may have that same effect. I, I heard one time that Iverson wore the sleeve because somebody in his division that, he, that they played all the time had long fingernails and would foul him all the time and scratch his arms up or whatever. Well, he only wore one, so I don't know why <laughs> the other arm was okay to scratch up. But anyway, I've heard that as a reason. I mean, I, I you know, you hear all kinds of different things. It's an elbow like compression sleeve for mm-hmm. some people or that need that. A lot of people do use them, I think, for the their their purpose their real purpose but i do also think especially like these headbands people either didn't wear headbands or wore the regular cotton headband or whatever it is that people have worn for years be like when it's kind of popular guys wear them or some guys actually wear them a lot of people didn't even like lebron didn't even wear like a headband for a while he Mm -hmm. like put it up on the top of his head that doesn't keep sweat from coming in your eyes you're gonna sweat underneath it it just just, right it just keeps 
the disguise it just disguises your receding your hairline. Rece- it didn't disguise it it like pointed it out <laughs> what well, covered it up but mo- everybody was like you're wearing like a 10 inch wide <laughs> headband on top of your head yeah uh, he's got that figured out now he does he's got it cleaned up kind of he <laughs> He still goes back and forth sometimes, man. You it, see some it, of these. If he, if he gets the comb, he's got to. If you don't brush it out beforehand, yeah, it, you can see it. You can see the line. You or can if see he where doesn't do the spray, I don't, I don't know if it's spray. I think he's got some. I think it's real hair. I think he's just got to comb it together. You know what I mean? There's definitely a line there, but he had to get some extra put in. I don't know if it was planted in like Jim Buck, Joe Buck, or yes. if it was, uh, you know, some one of these hair club for men people. But anyway, oh LeBron. <laughs> God love them. Okay, so the the headband thing, it, you know, when we saw the story come out that they're banning these things, your first thought had to be, what? Why in the world would you ban those headbands? It doesn't make sense. Apparently, there are some maybe safety concerns or whatever, because maybe because they're tied in knots in the back. If they slip down and get, uh, you know, around your neck or whatever, you know, just in the middle of a play, it, you know, it gets it gets pulled down or whatever and back or it's something. It's still it like elastic. It's still elastic, just uh, like. Just like the head, the other headbands, you see people with those around their neck all the time. Yeah, I I don't know, but I I really don't know. What's it going to get caught know. in? What's the, no, the I mean, fly like, is going to get could caught in? Choke you or something like that? I don't know. That's that's the only thing I could think of as getting, a safety concern. This is, this is getting outlandish. I think they just don't want. I think they just don't want Karate Kid headbands in the NBA. <laughs> just like Iran doesn't want women in soccer games, and I am completely against it. Let the women in. And let the headband stay. Chris Witt has spoken. <laughs> That's all I got. Another kind of odd story that, that I saw uh, in the last day or so here, Noah Syndergaard, right? Yeah. Uh, Mets, second best pitcher for the New York Mets. Sure. He, this past weekend, had uh, an issue that he took up one on one with uh with management for the Mets. Wilson Ramos uh was signed this past season, two year nineteen million deal, nineteen million dollar deal to be the Mets starting catcher. Wilson Ramos is a good catcher, even better hitter. He's a very good hitter for a catcher. He hasn't worked out well for Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard has a five, I think it's a 5.09 ERA this season when he throws, when he pitches to Wilson Ramos. They have two other, the Mets have two other uh, catchers here. Tomas, uh, sorry, I lost. Tomas Nito and Rene Rivera. So a lot of people okay. have you you hear this a lot. You got a lot of guys like uh, um, John Lester comes to mind. He John Lester. Uh, like the throw to David Ross. Is it David? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he would only throw to him. That's who he threw to. That was his guy. And and you had guys like that all over the place. You had um, uh, Bronson Arroyo when he was with the Reds. He had certain catchers that he liked to catch him, and uh, they would catch every fifth day for him. I mean, it, it was usually a backup catcher, but they, it was their personal catcher. You see it all the time. Surprising that they. That uh, that that this goes down, right? So so in 15 games this season, he pitched to Wilson Ramos, 5.09 ERA. 
the Mets are nine and six in those fifteen games. Uh, but he didn't. He doesn't. I guess they just don't connect. They don't click uh, the same way that he and Tomas Nito do in ten games this year. Pitching to Nito, he's got a two forty five ERA. In twenty two career games with Tomas Nito, Noah Syndergaard is a two seventeen ERA. And it's 252 with Rene Rivera in 29 career games. Wow. So he's way, way better with either one of those two, especially with Tomas Nito. Wilson Ramos is their guy, though. And he found out, so so Noah Syndergaard was pitching Sunday, found out that he was going to be pitching to Ramos, knows his numbers. He knows all all these numbers, and he knows how he feels. It's probably more of a feel thing than anything else with him. Right. And he went. He went to management and said, what's going on here? I, the numbers are clear. I'm not nearly as good for whatever reason when I pitch to Ramos as I am with these other guys. Why can't, you know, you have to let me pitch to the guy that I'm comfortable with and that I perform best with? Nope. Sorry, Wilson Ramos is our guy. You're throwing to him. That's the deal. Is Noah Syndergaard... I mean, should he get his way? Should he get to pitch to the catcher that he wants to pitch to, that he feels most comfortable with? Or should they, because the Mets are citing this as, we're going to play our best players. And Wilson Ramos is our best overall catcher because he's one of our best hitters on the team as well. What's your, if you're in that position, what do you, are you, are you conceding to center guard and saying, okay, we'll hook you up? I would. If I was the manager, general manager, I would. I have no problem with that. If as long as you're the only one, everybody doesn't want, you know, I don't I'm not throwing three different catchers out there every week. But I don't mind having one guy out there every fifth day catching you. It gives Ramos a break. It gives and, and you don't have to sit Ramos. Uh, you know, you can put him somewhere else. He can well, I'd say go to first, but can't do that. But you ain't taking <laughs> you ain't taking the rook out. That's right. the rookie of the year out of out yeah, of the game. That's for sure. There, yeah. So um yeah, I don't. I, I think you. I think you find a way to make it work. I don't. I don't think there's. I think. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense why you wouldn't. Like I've never heard this happening before. You hear all the time about pitchers that have their own catchers. You don't ever hear people wanted a catcher but they won't give it to them. Especially those kind of those kind of breakdowns on numbers. You're talking three runs, three runs per nine innings, man. That's three runs a game. That's a big difference in baseball. That's you right. can knock three runs a three runs a game off, and I feel like every fifth day that that feels like that feels like a win now. Yeah, every fifth day. Yep. But it's not. It might not be because it sounds like Wilson Ramos is the guy going well, forward. That's why the Mets are the Mets. If you ask me, that's why the Mets are the Mets. They made a little run. They got some good offensive guys. They got two great pitchers. But if you're not going to take care of them, as soon as he's eligible. This is just a reason for somebody to leave, man. You're, you're especially a good pitcher like Syndergaard. You don't or Degrom. You got they could get they have two phenomenal. It was coming out. I just had to let it go. Phenomenal uh, <laughs> starting pitchers. So you know it. It just doesn't make sense. You want to lock these guys up forever? Then do something. It's okay to make them. You know if they're the the making them feel good is by giving them a catcher. Or one of them a catcher. Let the guy have a catcher. Not only is it making him feel good, but there's stats out there that prove this is a this is a stat driven league now. Everything is 
micromanaged to no other. You would think this would be an automatic deal. Three runs a game? Mm-hmm. Three runs a game? Less. Are you kidding me? I t- yeah. You're t- you're, so uh, I can put this guy into my lineup who's not giving me three runs a game, but I can give up three less runs. I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Mets are currently three games back of that second wild card spot, so they're not eliminated. They're three games they're back, still... but there's they they still got like five people to jump to get to. Them. Correct, correct. Uh, so you know, realistically, you know, their chances of making the playoffs aren't great. Like you said, they did. I mean, they made a really nice yeah, run. They won like seventeen out of twenty or something like that. Right. Um, and, and they're still a, they're still a good team. I mean, you got Alonzo, you got Jeff McNeil, and you got Cindergard and Degrom, and I mean, they've they've got. They've got some talent on that team, and they're good enough to. They're probably a good enough team to make the playoffs, really. But they're not better than a lot of other teams. You know what I mean? So they're right. still. But I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, and that was uh, that was another thing that they talked about as a reason that they're not just going to let Syndergaard throw to whoever he wants because they don't want to start that chain of, you know, whoever's comfortable with whoever can just. You know, pitch when, to, when does that ever happen? Have you ever seen uh, that? That doesn't happen. We mean start what chain? People do this all the time. They're, this has been going on forever. I, I think maybe especially right now in September when you can have three catchers on your on your roster, and you know you if it is like ro- you, like you mentioned, if three different guys like three different catchers, you don't want to have to play three different catchers every week. That's exactly like to, you said. To me, it sounds that's what they're trying me, to avoid. It sounds to me like the Mets, the Mets front office realize that Ramos must have some kind of issues behind the plate. He's a, he, he's got a heck of a bat, but he's obviously not as uh, not as efficient behind the plate on the defensive side. So they they know that maybe they know if they let Syndergaard do it, then everybody probably can't stand throwing to this guy. And they're afraid that might happen. That's a possibility. Well, then you just come out. Syndergaard's the one doing it. He's the one getting it. That's it. Done. Or you find a new spot for Ramos. I mean, if the guy's hitting like that, put find uh, figure out a way to get him at third. Uh, you know, move some guys around if he can play left field, wherever. Figure out a way to get him in the lineup some other way at a different position. If he if it if it comes down to a point that you're worried that everybody's going to want to pitch to somebody else, then that tells me that Ramos doesn't have the 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 chemistry with any of the pitchers. Then he mm-hmm. needs to find somewhere else to play because he's got to – if you can hit, you're playing. Mm-hmm. They just got to find a spot for you. So, And that chemistry with pitchers is way too important to that not three have. Three runs a game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I would give it to him in a heartbeat. I th- But like I said, that's the Mets of the Mets. They'll find a way to – They'll find a way to lose like 10 of their last 12 and not be anywhere near it. Well, I mean, let's talk about that. Uh, we already said they're three games back of the second wild card spot, um, and they're about the furthest team out that you can still talk about as possibly being in it. Arizona's two and a half. Philadelphia's two back. Milwaukee is a game back of that second wild card spot. But, of course, we saw last night that, their MVP, the MVP of the National League last year and possibly again this year, which probably isn't going to happen now because he's going to miss the last two and a half weeks. Uh, Christian Yelich, you know, fractured his kneecap. Yep. 
fouling a ball off of it. So he's going to miss the rest of the season, including the playoffs, Ter- if they just make terrible, it. terrible, man. It is. You hate to see anybody get hurt, but especially the, the top players in the league. And he seems like a good guy. You know, yeah. we don't know how these people are in real life. I don't know if he's actually a good guy, but he seems like a good guy when you see him out there. He looks like a, like a nice 15-year-old guy. <laughs> he um, looks like Pete... Uh, What's that dude from Saturday Night Live? Oh yeah, yeah, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. He looks like he looks like a young Pete Davidson. <laughs> right. Isn't Pete Davidson still kind of young? I don't he, know how old he is. He's really young. Okay. And he looks younger than that. <laughs> You're right. That's exactly right. It's his younger brother. Uh so okay, so we talked about those guys. So I mean, do you do you think because Milwaukee still has a good team? Uh, without Yelich, it's the sure. lineup's different. But they still have a pretty good team. I mean, you don't you don't win. You're not 76 and 68 because of just because of Christian Yelich. You have to have a little bit of everything uh, to be a playoff contending team. Is that gonna? Do you think that's gonna be enough to kind of have them drop these last couple weeks out of the out of the race? I, I do. I think it is enough. Every playoff team has at least an 80 plus run differential. They are the next team back, and they're minus 25. And now you just took off more offense yeah. off that team, the biggest part of the offense. I do think I do think that, that they, they end up falling off. It's a shame, but personally, I do think that's what happens. So then you're – I mean, the, uh, the division leaders are pretty much locked in. Now, the, the closest division in the National League is the Central – but uh, the Cubs are four games back of St. Louis. So pr- that's probably tied up St. Louis. The Dodgers became the, was it like the sixth fastest team to, to yeah. clinch uh, Something the, the division or whatever? Like I, that's, the, that's, that's, the most, that's the most ridiculous <laughs> stat I've ever heard in my life. I heard that today. Who cares? Yeah, they were the sixth fastest. They tied for the sixth fastest team to clinch. So that, does, that tells me like you're just, you know, that was, you had a good year. Bottom uh, bottom line. Care about that. Bottom line, they're the first team to clinch a playoff spot, to clinch a, d- a division. Um, so they're not going to have to worry about you know any playing games or anything like that. Um, so the, right now, the Washington Nationals in the National League have that first spot, two and a half games behind them in the second wild card spot of the Cubs. Then you have Milwaukee. So now, if Milwaukee, if you if you eliminate them, you think they're going to fall off. You have left Philadelphia, who's two back right now, Arizona, who's two and a half, and the Mets, who are three. Which one of the do you think any one of those teams, Phillies, Diamondbacks, Mets, can catch? Let's just call it the Cubs. Let's assume Washington, because they have a two and a half game lead on that top spot. You would probably think that they hold on to at least one of those wild card spots, right? Sure. So let's say between the Cubs, Phillies, Diamondbacks, and Mets, who gets that last wild card spot? Um, my mine. Right, I'm still. I'm either Cubs or Phillies. I'll probably go. I'd probably stick with the Cubs, even though the Phillies. How much fun would that be to see Bryce Harper as the other wild card with his former team? You know that much better as the other wild card. So right. that would be interesting to see him go against the Nationals. I'm actually rooting for that in that wild card game. I would love to see one game playoff and it come down to Scherzer. Uh, you know, throwing you know a two hitter shutout, you know, and and uh, the 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 Phillies being down two to one in the top of the ninth or two to nothing, and Bryce Harper comes on with two guys on, you know, just something mm-hmm. like that would be fun 
to see because it feels like that could easily happen. And Scherzer blows them away with something nasty. That's what I would want. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I, I'm with you on that, by the way. I think Washington and Chicago, I think I think the Cubs are going to hold on to that spot. Um, they still have, you know, they've got a bunch of guys that can hit and they have good pitching. Um, so I think, I know they've had bullpen issues, but uh, I think they do enough to get in. Uh, so I think the way it's set up right now, the Dodgers in the West, Atlanta in the East, St. Louis in the Central, and then Washington and Chicago for those wild card spots, I think those are it. It'll be interesting to see if Milwaukee can can hold it together and, and overtake the Cubs for that spot. Could happen, uh, but Yelich, like we talked about, is a big is a big. It, uh, I don't. I, I think I see. I see Milwaukee just. Maybe they get a little hot and win a couple games, but I, I, I can't see it holding up. I can't see it holding up. That's a big loss, and that brings your team down. No matter how much they act or try to say they're rallying around that, that that it, it's still a mental thing in every the back of everybody's head. Yelich isn't there, you know that almost automatic on base isn't there. You have to get like three or four guys in your lineup to get red hot at the same time to yeah. make up for what he exactly is, is exactly. what you're gonna miss with him. Okay, so that's the National League in the American League. Uh, kind of the kind of a similar situation where in the divi- the division leaders have pretty much locked everything up to. Um, Houston is way ahead in the West. Yankees are way ahead in the East. Uh, and Minnesota, I think, is five games up on um, <coughs> on the Indians in the central. So those teams probably have those divisions locked up. Now, this is really, really interesting to me. It's only between three teams, which I kind of like in, in the wild card in the American league, you have Tampa Bay in that first spot right now, a game and a half behind them. And the second wild card spot is Oakland. And then right behind them, a half game back is the Cleveland Indians. Those are the, those are the three. That's teams it. I mean, the that's it. Yeah, Cause then, the, then you're, you're 10 games back. So, uh, the the Red Sox, unfortunately, for having uh, for being six games over five hundred and having a really good year, they are not going to make it. But um, anyway, so this is who who's your who who's knocked out, who stays in? For me, I, I'll tell you. Just I want to see. Just my heart wants to see Oakland. Tampa Bay and Oakland stay. You in there. love Oakland. I do love Oakland, and I love Tampa Bay. I just love these small market teams. Sure, and that's why it I, gives I, you I, hope. Like, Minnesota, when they were, you know, with Maurer and Morneau and those Cleveland's guys. a small market team. They are. But they they've are. been good for a long time. Yeah, they've been good for a while. And I don't mind Cleveland, but I like Tampa Bay and Oakland a little bit better. And, you know, I don't know. There's a I, – I really don't have any disdain for Cleveland because they're in Cleveland or anything like that. But I don't know. There's just something – I just – I'm excited about Tampa Bay and Oakland because they're lesser – I feel like – they're lesser-known teams, but maybe that's just to me because I'm closer to Cleveland and I know a little bit more yeah. about their team and stuff. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, this Tampa Bay team, you talk about a surprise. I, they've got like three pitchers that came out of nowhere and have had yeah. incredible years. It, it reminds you of an Oakland A's yeah. <laughs> of the past. Yeah, and Oakland does this almost every year, too. They're either, like, one of the worst teams in baseball or you expect them to be, and they're, like, yes. you know, in contention every year. Yeah. And, and they make so many moves every year in the offseason, at the trade deadline. I mean, they, he, Billy Bean's constantly changing, the, trying new people and stuff and bringing, bringing people in that were just okay at other places for a long time, and then he brings them in, pitchers and hitters, especially hitters, and they're just suddenly just go off and they're just – 
Turn Did you imagine around? how good how good Oakland would be or or what Billy Bean could do with like like if he would have signed if he would have signed as the GM for the Red Sox when he had his little interview back in the day. Mm-hmm. That kind of money in his pocket to be able to do what he wanted, that guy would probably Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't be as amazing as he is. Maybe it would be too easy and he wouldn't work as hard. I don't know, but maybe your maybe your mindset changes. The way that you structure your team changes and the way he does it now works so well. Like he's just so good at finding finding things that people don't see in other players that he that he sees or whatever or that his staff sees or they come up with the next mathematical the next way to metric. Yeah. yeah. And and whatever they've been doing, whatever he's been doing for so long now, for 20 years or whatever it's been now, you know, it just works. And maybe it would be different if he had all the money in the world to spend. I mean, he, you know, because it would be it would be so easy to go out and just pay for Bryce Harper or pay sure. for Mike Trout or yeah. whatever. Um, but I don't think he would want Bryce Harper. Probably not. I think he would I want mean, a guy I, like Trout. Anybody would want Trout, sure. but but a guy like Harper doesn't seem like he fits in to the Billy Bean way of life. It, but at the same time, they Oakland seems to have that like how the Red Sox were in '04 when they won, you know, like that that just young, almost like like college guy atmosphere sure, yeah. and the yeah, you know the yeah. the camaraderie. Yeah, and, and uh, Oakland seems to have that kind of stuff going on a lot, and and Bryce Harper might fit into something like that. Um, but at the same time, I do kind of I I do know what you're saying. It, it just feels different. I don't know why, but. Um, but anyway, he's been doing such a great job for a long time. They're doing something right in Tampa Bay, except getting people to come to their games. But uh, <laughs> they 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 do. I don't. You know, maybe they'll be in Tampa Bay next year. Maybe they'll be in Montreal. Maybe they'll be in both. But either way, they're going to make the playoffs this year, and it's it's going to be fun to see if they can surprise one of these Houston's or New York Yankees or or, or even Minnesota, one of these guys, and and make a little run. Yeah, I'm excited about any of these three teams. I like Tampa Bay, I like Oakland, I like Cleveland. I really like Cleveland. There's something about this Cleveland baseball team for the last couple of years that I kind of – I don't know if it's because we're so close and it's the same type of market, and it's not the Browns, it's it's the Indians. We don't have a rivalry with them, so it, it feels a little easier to like them, and they've always got some fun players on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindor is awesome. And, yeah. And Love now, that guy. And now they got Puig. So, I mean, this. And even more of a reason for me to watch and for you not to. I'm good with all three. I would love to see any of them in it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who I think's gonna no do prediction. anything. There's no prediction. Give me one of the three uh, or any two of the three, and I'm good. I'll tell you. But and I'd love to see any of them up against some of these lineups because it's all pitching. These guys are pitching teams. The mm-hmm. the three wild card teams are pitching teams. The three divisional winning teams are all offensive teams. You know one thing about the Oakland A's that uh, makes me think that they may be the uh, odd man out at the end of the season? They have Homer Bailey pitching for them. Well, he won't. He's not going to be on there. <laughs> he won't. He won't, he won't be on their on their playoff roster. They have two and a half weeks still to go to 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 win more games than Cleveland, though. He's going to pitch at least two of those, probably. Billy. <laughs> I love you, man. Dear Billy. Dear Billy. <laughs> cut that son of a gun. <laughs> love Chris. He's been cut by three teams this year. Come on, <laughs> dude. Yes, he I has. I understand what you're trying to do. I understand you tried to find a little magic or something, but magic ain't there. Adios, amigos. My buddy, Homer Bailey. 
<laughs> my boy. Yeah, Ho- Ho- Homer Homer probably won't make the uh make the roster, make the postseason roster if they do make it. And I hope they do make it. Uh and and look, I don't have a problem if he if he pitches if he pitches well, great. Be on the team, come out of the bullpen in the playoffs or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. But uh Anyway, it's just gonna, that one's going to be really fun. The American League wild card is the one that I'm most excited about because yeah. I think that's going to—they're so close. All three of those teams are so close right now. It's going to be fun. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. Uh, I think we've got through our sports of the day, which brings us to our uh, newest segment. Man, I got a little little hiccup action little, going on there. I think I'm good. Indigestion. Yeah, indigestion. Uh, so our our. Our new segment, which is our comedy comedy segment, so we've been we don't really have a name for it. I no, guess, do we? Uh, maybe we need to figure something out. We call it the uh, it's just the comedy know, segment. I don't the, know the Nose, comedy corner, nosebleeds comedy corner. I don't know. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we decided that we we're going to listen to a special comedy special every week. Watch it on either Netflix uh, or on. Uh, Amazon Prime or whatever we got out there, we can see specials coming out. We've done some new special. We did a couple new specials this week. We did Eddie Murphy's Delirious. We went back in time and did and we watched Eddie Murphy's Delirious. I gotta tell you, I watched this a week ago. I watched it right away because I was excited about it. And uh, I thought, well, what did you think? What did you think about it? This one's a classic. Um, I I watched it several times years ago. And I haven't watched it in a long time, so it was kind of it was kind of good to watch it again because there were things in it that I didn't remember. You don't remember, that right? That's how laugh. I was. That's how it was for me too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, still you still had a laugh in there. But this was 1983 when he did this. He was, and it, what was weird to think about, he was 22 years old yeah. and he was doing this thing. 22, it's so weird to and think. he was he was a uh, he was a huge celebrity at the time. Yeah, as big in the comedy game as anybody, and uh, and he was man, and he he knew it too. He had a little. Oh, he had the swag. Yeah, bro. He, he had, had the swag. swagger. It's so funny to see Eddie Murphy now and Eddie Murphy from then. <laughs> He's an old man now. He is an old man now, but the swag was in. He had the swag, man. There was a lot of stuff. There was definitely a period piece. It wasn't a period piece. It was just from that time. Yeah. <laughs> the clothes that he wore and the way that he talked. Yeah. He started that special talking about gay people. Yeah. And the way he, he talked about it, he, and he used that said, magic word that you do not yep. use anymore. Yeah, he dropped the F bomb. The F bomb. He dropped yep. the F bomb yeah. on 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 the <laughs> on him. Hey, listen, man, that's one thing if you're going to listen to these these uh comedy we say it every week. If you're going to listen to these with us and and you're going to, you know, uh listen to what we think about it, it, it is what it is, man. There's stuff you're going to hear that it's it just know the time that it was recorded. Yeah, and and it's not like it's okay, but it's it was different. People talk differently about stuff like this back then. I sure. mean, he flat out said he's afraid of gay people or whatever. Yeah. He was, but he, he was, didn't say it in a mean way. You he know, was, he was you know he was honest about it. He was like, you know, it's just kind of different for him. It was just really weird to hear with the way things are going right now. The way you know people have turned around and and you know the more progressive thinking now that, that sure. people understand, you know, in, in inclusivity or, you know, and whatever word you want to use for how things are, are right now, which is a good thing, I think, but it was so, so, so different back then. It was just starting it back was, then. Yeah. I mean, in the last like five years, it's like grown tenfold, but I know what you mean. Yeah. And, and it's, it was just so different, but besides that, 
and he did. I, I forget. I've seen the number before, and I can't remember. I didn't look it up. But I saw the number of actual F-bombs of the F-word that yeah. he used, and it's something, like, astronomical. It's it's just... It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Well, when he goes into... When he does his dad, when he when he's his drunk... When he does his dad being drunk and talks about Charlie and Eddie, little Charlie and little yeah. Eddie, which he was... I think this was... I mean, he was using his actual family. Yeah. Uh, when he started doing that, everything was mother F or mother, mother F or mother F or mother F or mother F. I'm glad you brought that bit up because that was, to me... That was kind of the low point. That of the, was. I didn't like. It was not good you. at all because it wasn't. When, aunt, when she fell down the steps, when aunt, when the aunt fell down the steps, and then when he started making fun of, started making fun of her as being a Sasquatch, those were funny. But it went on. It went on a little too long, and there was some parts in the middle that didn't even make sense why he was even doing it. And it it went on too long. That was my thing. And he it, sounded like he was from Jamaica, not. Like he yeah. was drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was there was an accent there that I don't know. Maybe his real dad did have that accent. Be, I have yeah, no idea. Knows, yeah. But it was yeah. It, that went on a little bit too long, and because of that, I think overall it wasn't as funny as it as it could have been. Maybe. But I'll tell you what. He had some of the some of the ones that I think most people remember. The ice cream man. Oh, everybody remember yeah, the I, ice I cream mean, man. The ice cream man, and then taking a bath with his brother and the GI Joes. <laughs> so and, gross. And passing gas in the tub and all Dropping that kind of stuff. Dropping a deuce in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was. I I I kind of remembered that vaguely for since you know for years and years but i don't i didn't remember all the details exactly how he said it so that did make me laugh again that gi joe in the butthole yeah 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 yeah, yeah. those he's were going funny to the cave. <laughs> yeah. he can't see where he's at <laughs> another thing that i thought just something not even funny but like imp- kind of impressive and i think he was trying to show off a little bit but his impressions of Michael Jackson and Elvis, both. Oh, yeah. He, did, he wanted to sing. He, he did, wanted to get up oh, there yeah, and sing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he has a good voice. I mean, yeah. he can sing. And especially, I'll tell you, the Michael was good, but the Elvis was dead on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he did a perfect Elvis Presley, the voice at least. I don't know about the, the dance and no, all that he, kind of stuff. But it was overdramatic, but yeah. It was. But, but the I mean, his voice doing Michael and doing Elvis were, I was like, man, that, I mean, he's yeah. really got a yeah. good, you know, good voice quality. He even did a really good Michael when not singing. That was probably yeah, even yeah. better when he was just talking like Michael. <laughs> right, right. Another thing that stood out to me in that special was it was so funny, and this goes back to another thing, like – such a different time then he borrowed the guy in the front row's 35 millimeter camera <laughs> and he had to wait for the flash he to, to heat wait up for the flash he's standing he said, there just got an automatic flash right he's like i ain't gonna sit here and wait no you lied to me you lied. <laughs> you, you, you we, we've seen like so many recently you know like comedians doing big theaters and stuff taking selfies from the stage like holding it right, up so and you can getting see the them stands, and all this yeah. well he stand he goes to the back of the stage and just takes like two or three pictures of the audience can, can all y'all over here just come over to the middle? Oh, yeah. it's so great! It was the it was the original comic uh, comedian selfie on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and he except took a he selfie. wasn't in it. I don't he think, took a selfie he? of his junk. Did all oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> he took a picture of his red leather crotch. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was really that whole bit was funny, and I don't know if he I don't know if that was planned or if he just saw that the guy had a camera or something like that he, which, was, he asked for somebody's camera i think that okay. was playing because he asked for a camera okay so maybe and then the did. guy threw threw it up there and he was like just doesn't have that flash that i gotta wait for it to warm up and, <laughs> and the guy said no it doesn't said, no it doesn't <laughs> and he really did <laughs> look man not gonna wait 
<laughs> in order to take a picture of the entire stadium, he had to take four pictures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which probably ended up being really dark or really too light or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, that fill- yeah, And the flash was going off, man. The flash was only good for like 10 feet. The yeah, flash went right. doing no good for all taking a picture of all that stuff. Come on. Some of those pictures you got back, man, back in the day when you would get your 35 millimeter oh, yeah. film yeah. developed yep. and you get those back and you're like, what? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of weird exposure issue or something yeah. like that. Those were always really funny, but that was that was really funny. Um, and overall, I was you know I was happy that I watched it again, and I I it have fun. it on DVD, but it's been sitting on my shelf for years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good That's special, good. and was that was good. a good suggestion by you. So what are we doing this week? So this week, so just yesterday, Tuesday the tenth, Bill Burr. Both of we, us love Bill Burr. We both love Bill Burr. Uh, came out with a new special called. What was it called? Tiger. Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger on Netflix. So listen, we're going to watch this and we're going to talk about it. So if you're going to listen to this part of the segment like next next week. Watch it. You're going to get, you're going to get, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. You're going to get it. So be ready. Watch it. Uh, and then enjoy it with us and we'll talk about it next week. Bill, he hasn't done a special in two years. Two years. Yep. It's, which isn't a super long time between no. specials, but I, I'm I was very happy to see you when I found out that this was coming out, and uh, and I can't wait to watch it. And it's going to be Bill Burr. I mean, he's still he's been going on talk shows and stuff and talking about the the new climate, all the new, you know, people talking about all this all this, you know, of course the everybody's doing the Me Too stuff and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, talk, I mean, like talking about it. Everybody's talking about millennials and mm-hmm. just the way people are and the way our culture is right now and of course you know talking about politics and all that kind of stuff too but um i don't think he does a ton of that but you know he just he has an opinion and it's kind of funny he's kind of got this this uh kind of i don't know if it's like a grumpy old man or it's just kind of like a cynical thing and it's but he makes it funny it's not like you know like oh god can you stop being negative for five seconds it's it's a you know, he does it as he's kind of like always aggravated by people, but he's yeah, he he, t- he's very funny he, about it. All the things that annoy you about people that annoy everybody about people. <laughs> he talks. He about talks it. about it. Right. And look, it's OK to be nobody can talk about oh, everybody's so special. Everybody's great. No, some people are annoying as all get out <laughs> like the guy in the car today. I'm driving down the highway going five miles an hour because we're in traffic, and he's weaving in and out. Five, I'm not kidding you, five miles an hour. He cut in front of me. I started honking. I had a little kid, and he didn't even look back. He's just looking for that next thing. He's like, where in God's name Love. are you going, son? Love those people. You know, when I see those people, I'm like, I'm like, I get like, right away I get kind of like, oh, like I hope. I don't hope something bad happens to the guy, but I hope I, you have an accident where you don't get hurt. Yes. <laughs> and, and I just hope you get taught some sort of lesson. But, um, and then I think, what if like, what if like his, you know, mom or dad are dying in the hospital exactly. right now and he has to get like, then I'm like, I okay. I think about that all the time. So I, th- today I was like, if I, if, cause we were in, it was almost stopped traffic. I was like, if this happens and we get stopped, I'm going to get out and I'm just going to walk up to his car and I'm going to say, what's your reason? Yeah. Before I get mad at you, tell me why this is going down. Are you late for a game? Are you there's somebody hurt? Uh, you need to get somewhere, or are you just being a jack? How important why? is this? Yeah. yeah. How important yeah. is it for you to act? If like If you this? give me a good excuse, then I'm gonna go back to the car and let you weave in and out, and you know, be a danger to society. Right. But if you don't, then I'm gonna 
give you a stern pointing and talking to. <laughs> a stern pointing at. <laughs> that reminds me of a story that Kobe Bryant has told before when I think it was his first daughter was born. He had like a Lamborghini. Uh, he probably had several yeah, cars. Yellow Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, he took the, it was like the middle of the night, so nobody was on the road. And he took the Lamborghini and he said he was going like 150 miles an hour or something like that to get to the <laughs> hospital when his wife went into labor. Um, so I don't know. That just reminded me of that. In that case, go 100. Don't go 150. That's too fast. But you know what? You don't need to go 150 miles an hour. You can go fast. I understand. You want to get there quick. I understand that. There's a reason I'm good with it. Yeah somewhat good with it that's it for me you know what today is is uh september 11th it is you know what it is it is september 11th happy birthday to my mom happy birthday to your mom most importantly second of all you know something horrible happened 18 years ago in 2001 is it so crazy to think it's been 18 years 18 years ago where were you i was uh first uh, I think we did this last year too, and I think we yeah, should man. do it every single year because it's my—I it. love doing it. I love Let's it. Do it. Uh, I was so at Elder at a, the high. I was in high school. I was a senior in high school, so we are uh, at Elder on. We had a—I uh, don't know if it was a pep rally schedule. We had a different schedule, so your last class was your first class, and I was in Mr. Driehaus's science class. It was biology or something like. I think it was biology. And uh, it was normally my last class of the day, but it was my first class of the day. And they came on and said an announcement. You may want to turn the TV on to this channel. Something's going down. And a lot of teachers didn't turn it on right away because they were teaching. And, you know, they just, well, who knows what's going on? We just teach. He turned it on. We we saw the second one hit and uh, everything go. And it was it was quiet. Like you walked through the halls at Elder that day to go from class to class. And it was silence. Wow. It was silence in the halls. You got to class, and the TV was already on, and you, we just sat there and watched the TV. TV all day. All day long. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a similar thing to me. I was in. I was going to broadcasting school, um, and we somebody came in. It was like class had just started, and uh, somebody came in and said, turn the TV on. We turned it on and then sat there and watched it for the next four hours or however yeah. long it was. And, uh, at the time I didn't, I didn't like, I was like, okay, something's going on here. Otherwise we wouldn't be watching it on TV, but I, I didn't realize how big a thing that was when I was watching it. Like it didn't hit me right away. How, what was really happening there? Well, the, when you, when you, when the first one hit and when we, when I had, when the TV got turned on, when I saw the, you know, the, there was the hole in one of the towers and is smoking like crazy. And it was like, holy cow, somebody just ran. Man, somebody just flew a big old plane into a tower. What? Who? How did that happen? I mean, I understand it's high. But I how figured it happen? was an accident or whatever. Or That's maybe what not I thought. A, uh, they made it sound like it wasn't an accident, that something happened. But you didn't know if it was somebody, you know, a deranged pilot just losing his mind. You know, that kind of stuff happens. And then when the second one hit, it was like, oh, crap, something's going down. This ain't right. And then they go to the Pentagon. And then the one that gets taken down i think it was in pennsylvania or something that was heading towards the white house and it's like oh okay this was definitely some some real legit craziness yeah i mean it took me a while honestly i i even that whole first day i mean i knew something big was going on and i i went home and turned on 
you know, watch watch TV for most of the yeah. rest of the day and stuff, mostly because they made it into an assignment at, <laughs> at Did they school. really? Wow. We, we had to, because it was broadcasting school, sure. so they, they said you need to go home and pick a channel and watch their coverage and write write a paper about the coverage, about how they do the wow. coverage or whatever. Do you still have that paper? I Probably not. Uh, no, probably not. I watched Dan Rather on that CBS, would be, I think. That would be interesting to to see what you had to say about it. Yeah. Day I, of. I mean, I was... Because uh, I'm sure that the the halls at Elder really weren't silent. That's just how my mind just how brings it in. You know what I mean? Like, I like sure. to know from that same day, it'd be fun to see. Not fun. Well, yeah, it would be fun to see exactly how, how it went down. So, so obviously a terrible thing. Uh, but September 11th is still one of my favorite days in American history. Because it's your mom's birthday, and because September eleventh, nineteen eighty-five, was the day that Pete Peter Edward Rose one hundred ninety-two. Thank you very much. And yep. uh, Pete Rose broke Ty Cobb's record, uh, hit record. That's correct. September eleventh, nineteen eighty-five. That's correct. So forever, September eleventh. I'm not going to let two thousand one overshadow nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> it's just uh, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I choose to celebrate the good, the good one. Uh, so I, I choose to celebrate the 1985 September 11th. There you go. That sounds good, man. So uh, 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 what is it? Uh, you know, God bless America and all that. And, and uh, sure. Or you know, the people that you know lost people and God bless. That was them. what I was gonna say. So the, America. I, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> when I realized something crazy was going on that day, mm-hmm. was they were doing an interview with somebody. And it was before, I think it was after the first, the first building came down and they're like running and it's just white smoke everywhere. And then it cleared up. They went back to him and they're covered in white ash or whatever. Mm. And they're still interviewing this person and you could just hear bodies hitting oh, the ground. You could just, it was just, dunk, dunk, and you could see the people like t- they, whoever was doing the interview kept turning around and looking and like the, their eyes of uh, knowing what was going on was insane. Oh God, I'm glad I didn't see that part of it. Um, There's a video where you could, from far away, when they were showing the towers, mm-hmm. you could see people flying out. Like you didn't realize what it was at the time. You probably just thought it was, you know, chairs or you know, you know, papers or whatever. But it was people jumping. It's nuts. I, I never really watched a video. I mean, I I know that that is out there and I know that there you know there are so many videos now that you can see from the you know from all that footage but um I don't think I ever watched a video where I saw oh that's a person jumping out of well, a you just see a whole bunch of little black dots going yeah. that's yeah. that's what I don't, it was. I don't think I'm ever going to try to see that um but anyway I, I wanted to end it on the Pete Rose thing. So sorry about that. Forty one forty one ninety two. Ty Cobb. Con- congratulations to Pete Rose. Uh, so we're on what is that? Thirty, uh, thirty four years. Thirty four years. Uh, yeah. Since Pete, since Pete broke the record. That's right. That's right. So that'll never be broken again, right? No, that'll never be broken. Him. That record will never be broken, and neither will um, neither will uh, Cowherkin Juniors record that'll oh. never those are two records right. that will never be broken yeah just because of the way players are treated not treated but i mean they're a commodity now you know so yeah it's a it's a different it's a different way of life that's for sure john stockton's assist record as well never be broken wow that could be i could see that getting broken the way really the, oh yeah the, the way there's uh there's some they have some of these guys out now that are 
you know, uh, uh, specific. That's what they do. They're they're. But there aren't point any, guards that are that are throwing up fifteen assists a game, and but there there aren't because every point guard scores first now. I mean, there's not really anybody that's a pass first point guard. Chris Paul's the closest thing we have to it. Yeah, Rajon Rondo, that's the closest thing we have to it. Besides those two, I got nothing. Huh. Yeah, Apparently, right. Sonny Gray is on fire tonight. Yeah, he's been on fire for a long time. So, congratulations, Sonny Gray. Congratulations to Pete Rose. And congratulations to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast for 72 episodes. You can catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday night uh, right around 1030. We are on... Uh, also, you can get it Thursday morning, any of the other platforms that are out there. So you got, uh, you know, your your iTunes, your Spotify, your TuneIn, your... Um, Give me some more Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, you name it, brother. You Those catch are all us. the important ones yeah. right there. Yep. Hit us up. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>